Air Chris Golick was at the Golden Knights captain skate over the weekend, and we'll hear all about it. His insight into who's making an impression coming your way next on Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. You could also find us on X at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G at Locked On VGK. I still laugh when I write here that I hadn't said it yet. It's weird. You're on X and I'm on X. And Chris, you're the only media member that I believe that I saw over the past weekend covering the captain's skate at City National. Uh, First was that video that you posted of Jack Eichel and Pavel Dorofiev. What skills were they working on? So at the end of the session, so we're talking about Saturday's session now. Um, For about the first hour, the teams were broken up into offense and, well, they first did some stations and then they basically busted up into the offense and the defense. Petrangelo took charge of the defensive side skaters that were out there just doing different drills and stuff like that. And then the other side, you had players kind of pairing off and working with one another on different skill sets. And Eichel and Dorofiev spent the last 30, 35, 40 minutes together just working on various things. And, I mean, credit Dorofiev for uh, finding the right guy to learn from. I got a little quick video. I can give you an example of uh, what I was uh, checking out here. So what was cool about those is you also had the equivalent of like a shooter tutor in the net. So all you had was like the five hole exposed and the four corners and just watching these guys just picking the corner every single time they shoot. My heart breaks for Angel goalies watching these guys shoot, but watch that Eichel video, watching them uh, dance between uh, little cones right there and then just uh, ringing them off the post, hitting them in the top shelf. It's just it's so much fun to watch. I love it. It sounded like he hit post a couple of times. He did. He did. heard the he clanging did. there. That was pretty interesting. Um, another player I know that you've been highlighting is Max Comtois. Was that him on the ice with Phil Kessel? That was on Friday. So you had Comtois, Kessel, and then almost the entire team pretty much. I think March or so was the only one that I recalled not being here in town yet Ooh, contract hold out there you go we're not he's holding out, out. he's holding out Stop yeah it. he is happening Stop it. Wait, wait, wait is that a colorado shirt what are you wearing no <laughs> i <laughs> don't like do matching shirts disney i like that okay I, colorado. I guess you got the o at the know. end and 
it's Monday. Um, but yeah, no, Friday's session was pretty cool. Friday's session was much more competitive. So you had the players doing some drills to start to get their legs back under them. And then they did this two-on-two drill. It was a short ice drill where the, basically the, the nets were on the blue lines but facing each other. So all you have is the neutral zone. And Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill were working their butts off. They were not basically selling out on anything. They were giving 110% efforts on every single shot. I actually ran into Logan Thompson at the rookie game on Saturday. And I said, hey, you look a little tired after practice on Friday. And yeah, his words were, it was a long one. And they wore him out pretty good. But point being is this is going to be a very friendly-ish, but very high level of competition between Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson for starts as it definitely should be. I know they have a great relationship and this isn't uh, anything, you know, jaw dropping that there's a controversy or anything like that, but Logan Thompson is going to compete for the net. There's all these murmurs about Aiden Hill's contract and the fact that he got the flowers in the Stanley cup and got to play the game, you know, the clinching game last season and everything, but Logan Thompson is not going to just concede the net by any means. Aiden Hill probably gets the start for the, the banner dropping game just because or banner raising game, pardon me, because think about what Bruce Cassidy did with starting, you know, the misfits and uh, the day oneers and stuff like that in game five. So I think Aiden Hill will get his moment. But after that, for the next 81 games, health pending, of course, it's going to be a competition for every single start. And that's a good thing. And George McPhee would, of course, comment. We don't do that here. That's what he would say. Hey, we have a new format now for overtime. Just put the two nets at the blue lines. I like that. And maybe I that, like that. Yeah, make make it a two on make it a two on two drill. That would be a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> that would be fun. So, uh, Phil Kessel, where is he going to play this season? Will he be a VGK? Or- the murmurs are the wilds. That's what it kind of sounds like right now. I don't see see a path to him signing here right now. I was chatting with him a little bit after the practice, just kind of on the side, and he didn't really say a whole lot about that, but. You know, it's I think he's got something in the works. I think he's got something happening right now. But Kessel, he was he was laughing about it, too. He was pretty worn out. And Kessel was in midseason form. The players were out there doing laps around him in the in the game on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) And has uh, Max Comtois, he made an impression early on. I love watching Comtois. He is such a good skater. He is big. He finishes. You know, we saw the video that I posted on Vegas hockey now on Wednesday, I believe when the PTO was announced or Tuesday that just showed how good he is in tight to the nets watching him live though. It is a much different feeling a positive feeling. Um, He's got the size. He's got the energy. He's got the strength. I don't see a path to him not competing at a high level for a roster spot. And, I know it's, you know, a captain skate, obviously. Uh, This is just the boys being boys, having a good time and, you know, playing their version of a high-level beer beer league hockey, call it what it is. When the competition officially starts, which I don't think there's an official start date still for training camp announced by the Golden Knights. It's supposed to be Thursday. Okay. I don't know if I've seen an official press release, though, for that. I've been scouring. I thought there hasn't been. It'll come around 5 o'clock. I know, I know, I know, Tony. 5 o'clock on Thursday night. Hey, we just had practice. I mean, the Blue Jackets dropped... uh, Dropped the Babcock news at four o'clock our time. So there you go. They 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 wanted to sweep that one under the rug nice and quickly. 
Yeah, maybe on Tuesday we could talk about Babcock and old school coaches in the National Hockey League. And again, just a crazy story there. What old school coaches are left? Retreads? Uh, well, I don't yeah. know. We could I mean, go through the roster there. Tomorrow. Not a whole lot. The Dallas Stars, maybe. Um, I forgot his name, but that's the first one that comes to mind. John Cooper is kind of old school. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Keep going. Pete DeBoer. <laughs> hybrid. He's more hybrid, I think. He's in okay. Well, you said Dallas Stars. Um, <laughs> oh, so geez. The, okay. Yeah. Uh, so the goalie competition did begin in earnest. Yeah, no, it's there's there's it's it's going. It's going. There's gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun watching. And I'll say this again, I've been saying it since Aiden Hill got his slightly inflated, but since he got his extension uh days after you know the Stanley Cup parade and obviously that Larry Johnson jersey got him a couple extra pennies on that uh on that contract, so to speak. But there's gonna be a good competition and I hope for the fans' sake, I hope for the players' sake and the organization's sake that uh they can both stay healthy because I want to see what the true split is going to be next season for the 81 games following the banner raising ceremony. Remember Logan Thompson was outpacing Aiden Hill at a two to one ratio through the first, what 35 games or something like that. Both goalies were relatively healthy. It was 35 or it was 35 starts to Aiden Hill to Aiden Hills, 18 starts, 35 LT uh 18 Aiden Hill and it was, it was more than 30 35 games like 50 something games while they were both healthy so curious do if I, that gap closes or if uh, Logan still keeps the net do any of the players that you saw the captain skate look ridiculously out of shape ridiculously out of shape tell? you know it was so on Saturday there was I mean other, drill. other than Kessel and he's probably not going to be but Kessel tonight. he's just getting his legs under him and yeah. Kessel he's he's the first he's time under, he's he, got on his skates right Pro- it could be honestly it could be I, I should have asked him about that um you know there was a drill at center ice that the players were doing on Saturday where they had to skate full speed to a goal that was at center ice and basically do a quick move get as close as they could to the net and then do a quick move and then they had to cut as closely as they could do a full circle around the net while possessing the puck. And then they fire the puck to the next person in line and they keep on going. And, you know, some people like uh, Eric, uh, William Carlson, he was doing it really well. He was getting low. Um, Alec Martinez, he was doing a good job. He was having fun with it. Chandler Stevenson, Michael Amadio, he he can't cut as good as the rest of the guys. He was trying, but his, his skating isn't, uh, you know, where Chandler Stevenson and stuff is. Uh, uh, Mark Stone, I haven't mentioned his name yet. Looks really good so far. Um, obviously, it's um, non-contact, you know, day one-ish type of drills. But Stone initial outlook, his back looks good. He looks uh, healthy. He's having fun. He's uh, leading out there, and um, we'll see what happens when the temperature goes up this week. And obviously, once he starts taking some hits, uh, God, first preseason game Sunday. Yeah, already. There's no more Sundays off, you know, if you're a VGK fan. And I just wanted to ask you, so do you know the schedule uh, for the remainder? Of the, do they continue with these captain skates here every day? Uh, I mean, they're not officially on the schedule, but about, about, about 11.30, the boys have been out there every, every at least on Friday and Saturday. I don't know about yesterday. Good insight. Uh, coming up next, you know, we're talking about camp, and perhaps we're guessing it opens on Thursday because they have a very short window. It's camp and then right into exhibition games. And will Brendan Brisson be invited to the VGK camp? We'll get a look at that. Probably so. We'll talk about that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones. 
during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that uh, you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in the case of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off using the code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That is Jace Medical, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Use the promo code Locked On. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick coming to you from Las Vegas. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. And now we are on. It is on. We are on five days a week as hockey has officially returned. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. So, Chris, uh, I watched the game, the rookie game on Friday night, and the video coverage wasn't so poor. It was, good. Actually, it was good. They traced, yeah, they traced the puck, and uh, uh, that was against the uh, the Ducks. And I watched that one, took a lot of notes, and I know there's a lot of attention on Brendan Brisson. Uh, we're talking about him. I was going to say we're beating a horse to death, but that would, yeah, horsey, a horsey to death. And in any event. Um, I watched him, and uh, he scored a goal. He showed me something that I, I really liked, and that was um, a lot of patience when he scored his goal because he w- waited for Jacob Dem- Demick there in front of the net, big body. He waited for him to post up, get a screen, block out the goaltender. Um, Callie, Cl- uh, Cl- what was it? Clang. Callie Clang. I don't make up his name. Um, and he showed a lot of patience, and he had a nice wrister there from the right side. That's his, his spot. Uh, but what else did you see out there on the ice this week? Um, starting with practice on Thursday. So on Thursday, the entire rookie team was basically out there um, uh, doing a full-on practice. Friday, there's only a few skaters out there. No, I'm sorry. Friday, everyone was out there. Saturday was just a few of the rookies out there doing their thing. Um I noticed that Brasson was really pushing in practice. He was really looking to make things happen. He's trying very, very hard to make an impression. Um, I got some video of a power pay, of a power play drill. I'm going to show this, and then I'll give you a kind of some reactions of some other things that I saw. So it's a good example of Brisson doing some good things and some not some good things. Um, his positioning for the entire 30-second clip was pretty good. 
He was waiting for the puck to find him for his sweet spot, so to speak, where he can get that really good one timer or, uh, you know, that snipe that Tony just alluded to a few minutes ago. Um, the other thing at the end, you see him trying to force the puck a little bit, a little backhand sauce to uh, to the quarterback, if you will, of uh, the power play. And unfortunately, it was a turnover. And I did notice in a few of the drills he was doing, it, it was the same thing, you know, really trying hard to get that shot instead of making the pass, just really wanting to you know score the goal and instead of maybe passing to an open player and kind of reloading and refreshing things so again it's practice we're not going to think too much into that and practice is where you do those types of things to you know push yourself a little bit harder because in uh, both of the games I thought he was very solid um I didn't watch a lot of the game against the Ducks but uh, me and Christopher were actually both at the game on Saturday against the Sharks and you know Brisson and Cormier really were the only bright spots of that game a couple other things happened but focusing on Brisson for the segment here um, Brisson was pushing very hard but making the right plays not turning the puck over going very hard to the net goalie freezes the puck Brisson's right in there uh, Brisson whacked at the goalie a few times right after the whistle and started some some scrums out there um, Brisson was definitely targeted the entire game I don't know if it was a result of him whacking at the goalie early on or if it was just because if you get a hit on, you know, the top uh, rookie on the other. Hi. So go ahead, pick it up where you were at. Yeah, that was interesting right there. So um, the last uh, comment I was making is about Brisson basically being targeted out there. I don't know if it was a result of him, you know, whacking up the goalie early on. Or if it was more or less a result of him just being, you know, the top rookie for the Golden Knights. And, uh, you know, you uh, get a hit on the other team's rookie and uh, it gets you noticed. But Brisson did look good in both of the games, I felt. And practice, he's pushing a little bit harder, but doing the right things in the game. So, you know, he's doing the right things. Yeah, he was, I think, the best VGK player on the ice on Friday night as well. From everything that I saw, he was, however, stuffed on a breakaway uh, there. And he had. He had a few lengths there on the nearest defender. But uh, again, uh, all I saw on that video that you showed us were turnovers. And he just has to be a little bit more patient. I liked him picking his spot when he did score the goal on Friday night. And uh, we perhaps we will see him invited to VGK camp on oh, Thursday. Yeah. And I think that the, the way that he sounded the other day was he was like, uh, yeah, I'll continue to build uh, in all these preseason games. So I think he's he's thinking he's going to get a chance to play in some of these games in the preseason for oh, yeah. the Golden Knights. Um, he sounds very confident. And do you feel that uh, he's improved in several aspects, though, of his game? Yeah, I mean, he definitely looks – you can see the growth in his game. You can see the 58, 57, 50, whatever the number is, his AHL experience last season – certainly paying dividends as he comes into, you know, his second full professional, you know, season of his career. And there's a lot to learn in Henderson. I mean, the Silver Knights have not been a good team for the last couple of years at the expense of the the long, deep uh, runs of what the Golden Knights have been doing. So the Silver Knights definitely uh, provide opportunity for someone to, you know, to grow and learn the game. And you know, Brisson is one of the best play, at least best players that can grow. Obviously, you have someone like Gage Quinney down there, but all, all due respect to Gage Quinney, I think he's maxed out as being, you know, a high-level AHL player and not, you know, necessarily an everyday 
NHL type player where Brisson, we're just seeing him scratch the surface and we'll see if it happens, you know, later this season with the goal. We'll see if he makes the team out of camp. First of all, I mean, you never know. I don't know what the path exactly would be with other players contracts and such and his contract, but all that aside, the likelihood of him getting one of the last forward roster spots, it's, it's low, you know, but that's okay. Um, that means the Golden Knights got to have a deep team, number one. And number two, Brisson can learn a little bit more at the AHL level, and there's going to be opportunity at some point. We know there's going to be a million injuries with the Vegas Golden Knights. It's been that way for the last two years, and now this roster is another year older. So if it's not sometime early on, you know, in the fall, in the spring, we're going to see Brennan Brisson at least make his debut, and then hopefully he'll get to stick around for a while and make tougher decisions for uh, Coach Bruce Cassidy for the lineup. Coming up next, we have other news and notes on the uh, rookie face-off, and we'll get to all that. We return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights, and follow Chris as well on Vegas Hockey Now. A lot of good and interesting notes that you have there, Chris. I'm not just kissing your butt on a Monday morning, being honest. Someone, someone wants me, you to, someone, yeah. Someone told me to flash shut there. up, Tony. Someone told shut me to up, flash and shut up, Tony. I know. That so this is good. for who, I forgot, was it Brenda? Who was it? I forgot who asked us to do that. Beth Ann? Beth Ann. Beth Ann, there you go. So there you go, Beth. That's for you. Thank you so much for doing that. That made me feel great. Good way to start the week. What were some of the impressions that you saw from the VGK Rookie face-off games, VGK 0-2, and they'll be playing at City National today, Monday, at 3 o'clock to close things out. They were 2-1 and back in the 2018 rookie face-off. So well, the sky is falling. They lost a couple of rookie games. Oh, no. What if they go um, over? Oh, my Man. God. It'd be terrible. It'd be awful if they go over. Well, it shows the, you the, that the, the Silver Knights terrible, won't be very terrible. good then. Yeah. Um, I no, I you you don't have all the Silver Knights players out here though. Like like I mentioned, Gage Quinney, Keaton Korzak, Miramanov. The Silver Knights they they're going to be okay. Dyson Mayo I think is coming back. They're going to be pretty good this year. I think um, I think from a business standpoint, the 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 organization, uh, Bill Foley is learning that you just can't ride the coattails of the Vegas Golden Knights. I think um for people to continue to support the Henderson Silver Knights and actually show up to Dollar Loan Center. Their attendance is announced as one of the better percentages in the AHL. Small building, but they still do a good job selling tickets, but getting people to actually walk into the building and you know buy that popcorn and beer and everything else that you buy, they, they, they need to win a little bit more, and I think they're going to do that this year. Um, one player that caught my attention, at least in the practices, Thomas Uronen. Uh, he was our sixth round pick this year. And I just got a quick little 14 second video here. Hopefully this doesn't uh, fry us like uh, whatever else I did a second ago. So small sample size, and he's 18-year-old, sixth-round pick. We've got a long way to go until we're going to even see him have an opportunity to play at a higher level. But I liked his explosiveness. I liked his acceleration. Um, I liked his vision once he had the puck and knowing what to do with it when he got in close. Um, another sixth-round draft pick that the Vegas Golden Knights currently have on their roster, 
Captain Mark Stone. So maybe in eight years, we'll be talking about Captain Euron in one of these days. But same breath, um, in Saturday's rookie game, he did not look the part. Um, the physicality, he had a hard time keeping up with. But again, he's an 18-year-old kid. He's small, going up against you know some bigger talent. And the Sharks obviously do have a lot better prospects than the Vegas Golden Knights do as far as a pool from a totality perspective. So, you know, Euron's going to need to get a little bit of time to grow. Jesper Weichmann watched him between the pipes on uh, Saturday night, um, uh, Friday night, I should say. A little bit shaky, but VGK's defense was not good early on, and there were too many mistakes and too many penalties, too many power plays for San Jose in that game early, and three of their four goals, Chris, were scored by defensemen for San Jose. They've got some really big defensemen that are offensive-minded. Uh, one player, again, I'm not trying to knock anyone here, but he just had a really poor performance on Friday night, and I was watching him, and that was uh, Christopher Setoff. Um, I think that he was the one that turned the puck over that led to that first goal there for An. I mean, for Anah- I said San Jose. Anaheim is what I meant. And then he closed out late on a Leo Carlson. My goodness, what a dime of a pass in front of the net as uh, Tristan Loneau in the slot uh, with the finish. But he made two big mistakes that were really noticeable. And again, if you're trying to make a team, that's not going to help you any. I liked the play of Joe Fleming, his physicality. He's a real (laughs) physical player. He's good. I mean, he's one of those bangers and one of the guys that you need in the lineup. And perhaps he moves up the charts, I think. And uh, Ty Sheveldayoff scored a goal. And Leighton Ahak also put in some good time, I felt, on Friday night against Anaheim. You had uh, the chore of following the, chore. the game against <laughs> the Sharks. So uh, a couple things. One, Fleming stood out on Saturday is the same thing. Um, I don't know about his hockey sense necessarily, but it's going to take time. But he definitely has uh, the, the rat mentality. I say rat in an endearing way. Uh, Brad Marchand, the rat, obviously. Kind of that same type of vibe going on there. But um, so Saturday, I was kind of there. I, I, I was credentialized for the game. Um, but I took Christopher with me. And so we didn't stay in the press box. I didn't want to, you know, Chris he likes cheering and having a good time. So we found a spot to sit and we look around and all of a sudden Joe Thornton's right behind me. Jumbo Joe Thornton, longtime San Jose Shark, Boston Bruin, Florida Panther, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then here comes all the San Jose prospects that were not playing sitting right in front of me. So I look back. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I, we'll go sit over here. I realize this is your area. And the guy's like, no, you stay, have fun with us, whatever. It was, I, I don't know the gentleman's name, but so we were just kind of sitting there having a good time with all the Sharks people. Patrick Marlowe sitting right by me. That was kind of cool. Uh, cool. Uh, I got a moment with him actually in the elevator with Christopher. So I asked Patrick, I said, hey, you know, my son, he plays hockey. He was actually wearing his 10U uh, House League jersey. I said, hey, give him, give, give me five seconds of elevator advice for my son here. So he simply tells him, work hard and have fun. And that's what I tell my kids all the time. And I tell them all the time, work hard and have fun. So the fact that Patrick Marlowe uh, spit that out right away tells me I'm telling the kids the right thing. Um, and even one time, the Silver Knights went on a went on a power play. And Chris, we, we had scooted over a little bit because I didn't want to intrude the player's space. I wanted to get away from them, just give them their, their time to watch the game. Chris starts shaming him. He starts shaming all the prospects right in front of us. And one of the, I think he's a development coach, or I don't know who your gentleman I was talking to from the Sharks was. He was laughing, and the players were kind of laughing, giving it back. So it was a, 
it was a priceless experience. It was a, it was a good time. We had a great time with all the the Sharks personnel and prospects. Our good friend Jordan Papirni was in that. Yeah, I think uh, Papirni played uh, in that game on uh, Saturday night that Chris went to. Uh, don't forget, coming up uh, each and every week on Fridays, we have WTF. That's what the Friday. And, of course, uh, now we're back on five days a week. So definitely tune in each and every day and make sure that, uh, especially our every all of you, and make sure, Chris, you're showing up in my window. Okay. That's there we go. We're good. Sorry, I don't know what happened there, guys. I was closing, I'm, closing I'm on the Tony Cordasco uh, success internet plan here. So I heard you close this. I'll close this out before it happens again. Okay. But Jordan, prepare <laughs> me real fast. Um, started off pretty solid and then the wheels came off, unfortunately, but, um, he was okay. He was okay. Um, was actually, I was busting his chops a tiny bit on Saturday morning before the game. It was just him on the ice and I kind of stood up. He skated by, I said, Hey, you got any of your bubbly? The bubbly is that soda drink that he likes that he referenced he a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a, we had a, we had a light spot, a light moment about that. So we that's awesome. a second. Oh, terrific. Okay. I we'll like, I like, again. I like Paps. He's a good dude. We'll see you again, everyone, tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Take care.